0: Are you an overthinker, someone who gets stuck ruminating on negative thoughts in your mind and struggles to break free? Well, in this episode, we take a look at overthinking and you will learn why we do it, my battles with it, and what tools and strategies you can begin using from today so you can stop. Hi, you are listening to the Mindset Change Podcast, and I'm your mindset coach, Paul Shepard, who is on a mission to help you heal your mind and body from the inside out so you can stop struggling and start living. If you're new to the show, welcome. Please subscribe to help the show grow. It really makes a difference and more importantly, so you won't miss another episode. Just to add, if you are an overthinker and it's causing you a real issue in your life, don't fall for the lie that you have to sort this all out by yourself please reach out and get help. Now, I do offer one-to-one coaching and soon my group coaching will be up and running. So please reach out via the show notes. Overthinking is mentally and physically exhausting, yet strangely addictive. Now, I know from my own experience that the high stimulation from overthinking made me feel wired, productive but it gave me a false sense of control over a future which felt dangerous to me. Sound familiar? So I'm going to run through some signs that you might be able to relate to if you are an overthinker. You ready? Your mind constantly creates lists, problem-solves, and comes up with lots of ideas, especially if you are attempting to rest or have some fun. Your wandering mind keeps you from being fully engaged in the present moment It's as if you're not quite there. Procrastination frustrates you due to the over-analysis paralysis. This can be down to fear of getting something wrong, second-guessing decisions, a fear that you can't handle a positive-negative outcome. This can come with perfectionist traits. Now, another sign is that you can struggle to relax properly due to restlessness or feelings of guilt that you should be doing something more productive. Now, sleep can also become a real issue for an overthinker, which can make life feel even more exhausting. Now, feeling anxious and worried can seem normal for some, but an overthinker is worried more about the future and unrealistically. An overthinker doesn't focus on the future with a solution focused mindset mostly bad news and with thoughts of a catastrophic nature. I can imagine some of you are nodding your heads that you do this too. Now, ruminating is common for an overthinker, replaying over and over thoughts of what they should have done differently and struggling to let go of the past and move on. Overthinkers can focus heavily on trying to control things outside of their control. Of course, this doesn't work, but hey, they're gonna do their best to try and control people and the future anyway. Now, if you can relate to some of these, then great, as awareness is the first step to mindset change, and this podcast has your back. I think it's brilliant that you're here because that means that there is a part of you that is willing to create some powerful change. Now, I want to acknowledge something about overthinking anxiety and my past, which might give you a new perspective on these issues and give you some hope for your future. As life goes on, I now know that anxiety saved my life in ways I could not have seen back then. I know that sounds strange, and I know it nearly killed me off as I was so close to giving up on life because I couldn't find a way to get anxiety relief from something that actually worked. I was too much in my mind from overthinking, trying to work out how to heal anxiety, and focused on trying to change so much going on inside my mind. I thought that was where the source of my issues lie. If only I could think differently, I used to say to myself. If only I could think more positively, I used to say to myself. If only I could find the root cause and so on. I would fantasize about finding the answer and my life changing in that moment instantly, forever. And of course, it never quite happened that way. What did begin to change anxiety quickly was by moving away from focusing on healing my mind to beginning to focus on healing my body. And with some radical honesty, there were things I had to let go of because my lifestyle wasn't the healthiest back then. So, as soon as I began to change tact and focus on healing anxiety with a more holistic approach, I could feel myself beginning to feel better. And then I could begin to focus on my mindset. I literally was doing it the wrong way around. So, not only did having anxiety get me to address my lifestyle issues, it also began to remove me from being around certain people whose behavior was quite toxic to me. Now, at the time, I would have done anything to be accepted by these people. I, people, pleased my ass off to be liked, to belong. And looking back now, I thank God that I was not accepted. Now, this isn't a blame game, though back then I did struggle with that. These were people who were struggling with their own trauma and were simply projecting it onto me. And I can now feel compassion for them as well as my younger self and this has helped set me free from the resentment i once clung to and struggled to let go of so i'm very grateful for those experiences now as the anxiety disorder was a path to my own personal awakening where i would create a life which i love every day i have helped thousands of people millions have watched my videos and you know i'm just excited to see where this is going. I really am very grateful for where I am in my life right now. Now, I'm telling you this because no matter what you're going through, don't let overthinking convince you with its lies that you cannot find a way to solve what you're going through and possibly benefit from your adversity, from the trauma that you're facing right now. You might not be in that place, and I completely understand that but have some hope for your future that you can evolve, you can grow, you can change. And as Benjamin Hardy says, who's a mentor of mine, when you focus on a future where you can see yourself evolving and a future of high hope, then your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors change here in the present moment. But if you can't see a future of high hope and it's low hope for you, You can feel very anxious, stressed, and depressed here in the present moment, which of course would lead to overthinking. Your ideal life will not come from overthinking, no matter how it feels, but it will come from that deeper wisdom that you have within you that's waiting for you to get past all the noise, all the noise from the overthinking, so you can hear what it has to say and show you. Our true self, authentic self, higher self, whatever you want to call it, will always do its best to guide you through the noise of the ego to mentors, coaches, resources like this show, anything to help you evolve and expand your life in a way which suits you. I have found time and time again, the right people are showing up at the right time to help me. Now, is it my mind doing this? Is there a psychology reason for this? Confirmation bias, the filter of the reticular activating system, which filters reality to suit our beliefs? Or is it something else? No, I don't know. But I'm simply surrendering. And I'm going along with the ride. And boy, what a ride this year has been so far. Now, it's been pointed out to me a lot recently. I get the message that I could talk more about my story to you, because it's a chance for you to get to know me and hopefully see why I do what I do. And today, I'm going to do more of that with you from an overthinking perspective, because I was a chronic overthinker. And if stressed, I can sense my mind wanting to overthink even now at times. When it was really bad, I would get lost in my mind and it would dart from one negative scenario to the other in the hope I would find the solution to why I felt anxious and unsafe. The worst times for me were with groups of people where I felt socially anxious. I would be tuning into as many people around me as possible and assessing from their body language, facial expressions, and what they were saying to work out if I would be in danger or not. Now, this is trauma-related, and I know where partly it came from, having been severely bullied and attacked when I was younger by a group of peers, a group of peers I actually thought I was safe with, and this took my overthinking to a new level, as I now had to assess and tune in to everyone who was around me. Was I safe? Was someone going to turn on me again? Was I going to get hurt? Now, if you also grew up in a household which could be full of tension, then your mind may have been conditioned into overthinking to find a way to feel safe. And I grew up in a household full of tension. No one's fault. There's no blame. It was just the way that it was. Yes, of course, there were happy times, plenty of them. But there were times when I didn't feel safe. I felt on edge. So unfortunately, coping mechanisms began to materialize. I would people please so that I could manage and manipulate other people's emotions so that I could stay safe. If I could make them happy, then I could feel a little bit more relaxed. I kept focusing on trying to be a good boy, trying to read the faces and moods of people surrounding me so I could assess how I could adapt and behave. I was never quite myself. I became a chameleon in situations that i found myself in. Does that sound familiar to you? So overthinking is the ego's resistance to the present moment and reality. When we resist life, we become anxious, stressed, and depressed. We lose connection with ourselves and the people around us. In order to protect you, the ego comes up with lies, which it uses to keep the overthinking process going. It is so crafty. And it's important to remember that until the ego has a new process and belief system, which creates change in the subconscious mind, then despite any logic you may feel about overthinking being a waste of time, you could find yourself doing it automatically anyway. It's like logic just gets thrown out the window. Here are some common lies. The ego uses to keep overthinking. If I worry about it, then I will feel I have a sense of control. I mean, logically, you know that overthinking will try to get you to control parts of life which are absolutely difficult to control or impossible to control, like the future people and what they think of you and so on. But you'll find yourself still doing it anyway. If I worry about it, I can find a solution to help me feel safe. Just to point out, Unless your worry or thought process is solution-focused, then worrying provides nothing but emotional trauma. If I worry about it, I can practice how to handle a negative situation that comes into my future, so I'll be able to handle it better. Um, this does not work. No matter how many times you rehearse it, and just think, we attract what we are, not what we want. So making ourselves feel negative will change how we experience our reality. We will see what we really want to see. And we can create those self-fulfilling prophecies from all of those mental rehearsals. I feel like I'm being productive when I'm worrying about the future. So let's call bullshit on that one. Because all that's happening is that you are in a trap where you feel like you're doing something. When in fact, you're just reinforcing a belief that you are in danger. And you can bring those sorts of things to you. I mean, who wants that? The more I worry, the more I can prevent bad things happening to me. Reality is always happening, and we will all, all of us, have challenges coming for us in our lives, no matter what type of thinking you have going on for you. All that worrying will do is create safety behaviors, which can leave you feeling like you're living in a prison. And also to note worrying can narrow your focus to the point where you are oblivious to real dangers that need your attention. Not really keeping you safe, is it? And lastly, I feel like I'm being realistic by worrying about the future as I believe what I am worrying about is actually likely to happen. And this is a classic, brilliant lie that ego uses to keep your overthinking process going. It's mentioned most times in my office when it comes to addressing anxiety around future issues. Combine it with, well, it happened before, and we have a belief which can feel very difficult to crack from my client. It's a fact. The future does not exist yet. Is there any evidence that the worry is going to come true? The past does not even equal the future either, no matter what happened in the past. And again, the actual danger comes from creating a reality which reinforces what you believe is true. By the way, the ego really, really hates to be wrong and will do everything it can to prove your beliefs are right. Now, you're intelligent, people. You know the logic. It's frustrating, isn't it, when you can't apply it. In those moments when you're overthinking, it's like you're caught in a trap. But I do see clients brilliantly break the back of these lies and set themselves free. And this is where you can train the body and mind to move on from overthinking and feel more peaceful, calm, confident in managing your life. Now, what would life be like for you if you knew you were adaptable and capable of handling any situation that has come your way. Now, you might not feel it, but that's what you are. This is what you're capable of. You've been doing it all this time anyway, despite the lies of the mind. So, without further ado, how do we stop overthinking? Well, overthinking happens on autopilot. And I refer to this as, if you can imagine, I'm gesturing to the left right now, I refer to this as on the left side, we have this option. It's autopilot. Though for left handed people, by the way, this isn't their negative autopilot response, it's their positive awake one. So you might have to play around with this to make it work for you. But for me, I'm right handed. So on my left is my autopilot negative response. So on my left, I have what has ever triggered. My overthinking, the experience, the negative thought, the negative feeling, whatever it was, that is wave one. Okay? Wave two, whilst on autopilot, is our reaction to wave one. So overthinking is triggered by the resistance, coping strategies can come out into play, trying not to overthink, fighting the thoughts, distraction, judgment, and reactive negative behaviors. Wave three, still on autopilot, lost in a trance, not present, feeling guilty, frustrated, and often fearful of the trigger happening again, which leads to fear of fear, which is very common with panic and anxiety attacks. So that's what normally happens, all on autopilot. Wave one, the trigger. Wave two, your autopilot response to wave one. And wave three, is the guilt, the frustration, the fear of it happening all again, not being present. So here's what you can practice. And I just want to say thanks to Russell Kennedy, the Anxiety MD, for the inspiration for the ABC system I'm going to use here. Do check out his excellent book, Anxiety RX2. So here's what you're going to do instead. Now, remember, wave one happens. It comes out of nowhere. And we're not trying to change that. That's important. Yeah, so wave one is the autopilot response. Negative thoughts, feelings, they've appeared. We can't do anything about that. Wave two, wake up and ABC it. So here is the ABC system. Very simple. A is awake, aware, and accept. You can choose any of those, but it is about clicking your fingers, if you like, reminding yourself, wake up. Choose to become aware of your trigger and the thoughts and feelings that are happening. Choose the right side. So I'm gesturing to the right here. Don't resist and accept what is happening. B, breathe. Diaphragmatic breathing. Let's trigger the parasympathetic nervous system. So breathing down to the belly to tell the nervous system you are safe. Remember, you cannot think your way out of an overthinking problem. You have to feel it to heal it. Move your attention, your awareness from your mind to where you feel your false alarm in your body and breathe into that area, connect with it, with your hands, soothe it. Mine, if I'm feeling anxious, if I get a false alarm, go straight to my gut. So what I'm doing is, you can't see it, but I'm holding my hands here. And just breathing into this area, soothing that tension, soothing that trauma. And if your attention goes back to your mind and starts overthinking, that's okay. Gently refocus and bring your attention back to where you are soothing. And C, connect with compassion. Name it as a false alarm. So we're naming it to tame it. It's an old bit of trauma. Just begging to be released from your body. Keep breathing and soothing until the feeling begins to relax and die down. Now, I sometimes can recognize a young version of me needing help to be released from an old program of the past. You didn't get compassion back then, but you know what? I'm going to give compassion to my younger self now. And way three, move your attention back to your reality. Listen to sounds, become aware of what you can see, become more present in the here and now. Now, this will create a more positive experience for you, which over time will create more feelings of confidence that you can handle triggers that in the past sent you into overthinking spirals. But now you are doing something different. And this will change how you experience those triggers in the future too. And you'll find yourself over time focusing more on the present and consciously choosing what you want to happen. So A, become awake and aware. Accept. B, breathe into your body. C, connect with compassion. Name it to tame it. Soothe that part of the body and watch your mind become clear. When you hand over reins back to your prefrontal cortex, your prefrontal cortex is the control center of your brain. When you're anxious, on autopilot, you're handing the reins over to your limbic system, your survival and emotional center. So when you begin to soothe your body, you have to feel it to heal it, You begin to hand reins back over, control over to your prefrontal cortex. And we begin to think more clearly. This is where our clarity will come from. Now, some people have mentioned to me, look, I'm not sure if I'm overthinking. Isn't this just a normal thought process? Well, I just want to show you some of the cognitive distortions and errors in thinking that will let you know that you're moving into an overthinking pattern. So naturally of course one of the most popular uh, errors in thinking is catastrophizing you know thinking the worst case scenario um, you've also got all or nothing thinking for example if you're saying everyone thinks i'm stupid or bad things always happen to me that level of all or nothing thinking that generalizing is a sign that you are now in a cognitive distortion process if you find yourself in a victim mentality feeling sorry for yourself, blaming other people, that's a sign to look out for. If you're mind reading, you know what other people are thinking about you, what they're going to do in the future, or you're foretelling the future, that's another sign. And also only focusing on the negatives, not the positives. I was talking to someone recently and I said, how does your future look? And they said it looked really dire, it looked really dark, and they were focusing on one scenario, one scenario only happening. And it was interesting because as soon as I asked them, well, what are the other alternatives? Well, yes, it took a few goes to get to a, well, this could possibly happen, and it was a positive outcome. They hadn't really entertained it. They would got lost in an overthinking process that only focused on the negatives. Dismissing the positives. So, if you find yourself in these thinking traps, then use the wave ABC process to help yourself heal and move on. Takes a bit of training, but hey, you've got a wonderful brain. Neuroplasticity means that the more you practice this, you'll rewire your brain and you will have a new way of experiencing life altogether. Now, lastly, overthinking can begin to happen from living a stressful life. So making changes to relax your nervous system and give it space and time to heal will be the gift that keeps on giving. Meditation, yoga, exercise. Supplements like vitamin B6, magnesium glycinate, L-theanine, and certain foods can help, by the way. Increase GABA, which is a neurotransmitter that slows down your brain and helps you feel calm. Now, I could talk all day about this, but Google how to increase GABA to get more info and go from there. Meditation, by the way, and yoga and exercise for me are non-negotiable, as are always great ways to connect with the body and increase mental and physical health. The basic advice of eat well, sleep well, hydrate and look after your gut microbiome really does apply here too, because it creates a compound effect where you can feel more calmer in the mind and body. And also for me, journaling is an absolute godsend because it helps bring out old subconscious issues into the conscious world onto paper. It helps me focus on what I'm thinking more effectively by seeing my thoughts out in front of me. So if you're not journaling, then I'd advise looking into it. It doesn't take long. Don't let your ego dictate what habits you pick up and which ones you ignore. Remember, if you are struggling too much, please do reach out for help and we can have a chat. I just want to say, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this really helpful. If you want to share the love, then please leave me a review in Apple Podcasts or whatever app you are using. And I want to say, remember to stay awake, stay aware, show some love to yourself and have an incredible day.